Welcome to the High Performance CEO Podcast. Welcome to the High Performance CEO Podcast. This show is made with one purpose, to help you create a self-driven and engaged high-performance organization, where we deliver you proven strategies and expert interviews on how to drive significant profit growth, create a stress-free ownership culture, and give you the time freedom you always wanted from your business. And now, here's your host, highly sought-after business growth strategist and executive coach, Patrick Rogers. This is Patrick Rogers, and today we have the privilege to have Michael Bloxton on the show. And Michael is the founder and CEO of Nebula Space Enterprise. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you for having me, Patrick. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Michael Bloxton, he self-made telecom finance real estate investor, is now the founder and CEO of Nebula Space Enterprise Inc. And he's launched five Nebula subsidiaries with a mission to provide humans with access to deep space and infinite resources. And each organization plays a pivotal role in phase one of this great plan that seeks to not only help preserve Earth and its precious resources, but propel humanity into a thriving future. So Michael, I, I cannot wait to dive into what you're doing, your journey and, and your impact. That it, uh, I can't wait for that. Before we get to that, what's one interesting fact that not many people know about you? Um, I am robustly positive and optimistic someone said um in jest and it stuck for quite some time that i puke rainbows um <laughs> so, i love that i puke yeah. rainbows i was like that's that's a really good thing and they they i think they meant it negatively and i took it obviously positively because i puke uh -huh. rainbows very cool very cool and, and there's something to be said for that right because what we what we think is is how we feel and our emotions and how we feel in our emotions is what we do. Yes. And, and we create our future. No, that's fantastic, man. So, so, all right, Michael, tell us what, it, what, tell us about Nebula. Tell us about your companies. What are you doing, man? So, so the audience here are fellow CEOs, right? People yep. that are. Yep. Up and coming leaders and CEOs. Yep. So from a leadership position, um, my personal opinion, and we're going to, you know, dissect this multiple ways throughout this uh, episode um, is vision is required. Vision is to me, one of the first things you need to identify. We'll talk about, mm. you know, how that relates to talent, how that yeah. relates to activities and yeah. uh, to do's and priorities. Yeah. Vision uh, to me is, is significant. And I didn't have the vision of providing all of humanity access to deep space and infinite resources until I got to a point in my own life where you know, if you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I had sure. some success. I had right. some success right. that gave me time to think about what do I actually want to spend the rest of my life doing? Yeah. Pile that on with having my first son and realizing mm. he, he deserves a better future than my, my own um, mm. or, or what, what I was going to have if I don't participate, actively mm. participate. Mm. Those ingredients allowed me to sit and think through what's the vision that I want to create. And mm. to me, that is... Um, is why Nebula exists today. Uh, and literally, mm. uh, actually, here's a book, um, ABCs of Science, which is clearly for my son and not for yeah. me. Right. And uh, the N is Nebula. And in that, the definition of Nebula is where stars are born, is a, a, one of the definitions of a Nebula. 
And that's why the company is called Nebula because the interesting. Idea, yeah. Um, you're the first time, first time I actually pulled this book out. It's been sitting there forever. That's cool, um, man. That's a, that's a cool story. Little things like that. It was the end of the book. I was reading it to my son or whatever. And there it was. Yeah. And I mean, I was at this point where I was thinking about, you know, doing this big, big, big thing. No idea how to do it. I don't have any, nothing you read about my mm. bio has any background. I'm not an aerospace engineer. I don't have any aerospace expertise. I don't even have any deep tech expertise whatsoever. Yet wow. here I am, CEO and founder of all of, of these companies. And yeah. we have world-class people, world-class people, far smarter than I am that, that work for us. Wow. Yeah. So, so how did you get into this? Um, when, it, when I think about if, if you're, how do I put this? The, the, what I've trained myself to be, I don't know if you've ever seen a piece of trash on the floor or you've, and this is a very much a leadership thing. You've seen yeah. a piece of trash on the floor or you've yeah. um, seen a door or window not closed all the way or seen, you know, somebody is sitting, sitting across you at the restaurant and their, their jacket falls on the floor. Yeah. And you hear yourself say, someone should do something about that. Right. If you ever right. hear yourself say, wow. someone should do something about that, you're That's someone. Yeah, Please you are that, do that uh, thing. Pick okay. up the piece of trash, do the thing. I don't care what your state status may be in the world. Do it. Just do it. Yeah. And I've trained myself with that. So when I sit down and I think about what is the future my son deserves and what is that experience mm. I want him to have? And then I looked at, well, okay, cool. He should, he should be able to go to Mars and he should be able to go to the moon. Who's doing that? Well, someone should do something about that. Well, no one was doing something about these particular things. So now we are. So, so tell what is that vision then? Tell us a little bit more about what that really means. This deep space, this this concept. What what is the vision? Yeah. So, in my opinion, um, the future my son deserves is the ability for him to have an abundance of whatever mm. it is that he wants, and his sure. entire generation and generations yeah, there, yeah. and yeah. for for him to be able to say, I want to go to the moon and live a couple months on the moon doing some stuff or Mars or deep space. So, so if that is part of the reality I want to create for him, how do you make that happen? And, and when you kind of start breaking down the vision of, okay, provide all of humanity access to deep space and infinite resources to your point, why is that the vision? I believe if you can get all of humanity access to deep space and infinite resources, you can remove yeah. A huge majority, like a, a significant amount, 80 to 90% of the reason we have conflict here on earth. But mm -hmm. not only that, you would be able to support growth unlike anything humanity has ever seen. So the vision is to, to create that access um, to those types of resources for all of humanity. And when humans have good resources, especially from, from energy or specifically computing and processing or abundance of water or abundance of something, we mm. do things with it. And that's mm. just our nature. We imagine new things. We create new things. Does that, that help? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, everybody out there is, pay, pays attention to, right, Elon Musk and to, you know, Bezos and, and the race to, you know, that occurred last year, the race to space, right? Mm -hmm. And Elon Musk's vision of what was it? He said, you know, I think he said originally by 2023, I'm going to have a, you know, a small community, or at least we're going to get to Mars, right? To start building this. Like, what's the, what's the difference? It, and nobody really knows, like, not many people know intimately what Elon's doing or what are the other people are doing? What, what is it that you're doing different that, that, that they're doing? So there's, um, 
there's almost if, if you, you're, you have a fingerprint, right? Your fingerprint is unique to you. Yeah. And all of the experiences that you have um, with, as a leader or even before yeah. you became a leader contribute yeah. to all of this and that thing. Absolutely. So, so the vision in which I have, um, and part of it was, was an assessment to your point. I, I dove deep into what technologies are available, who's doing what, what are the opportunities, getting a yeah. true assessment, a lay of the land, um, and then figuring out, let, let, me, let me take a step back. I started yeah. with the vision of provide all of humanity access to deep space and infinite resources. And then how do you do that? You know, I kind of program, programmatically assessed like all the things that need to be in place. And then when it brought me all the way back to here, who's doing what? What mm. Bezos and, and Musk are doing with access to space is absolutely critical. Right. I don't need to focus on creating access to, <laughs> to immediate space, to low Earth orbit, like getting off of Earth. I don't have to because they are, right? They've, there. They're right, creating, right. they're, they're the, the Vanderbilts, right? They're creating the initial railroad to get us there. What do we do once we're there? And then mm -hmm. I can think about leveraging that. Um, so that, that that answer the question? Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you're talking, when you're talking deep space, then you're talking a whole nother level, right? You're talking beyond what they're, the, the levels and the heights that they're talking about, right? Because yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people don't know what deep space really means. Yeah. So if you're thinking galactically, um, or, or galactically, system, that just sounds cool when you say that. Right. Um, <laughs> What, what, what the heavy lift, getting off of Earth from an energy yeah. perspective, it takes as much energy to go 150 miles straight up as it does right. to go from there to the moon or to Mars. I, I, um, definitely to the moon, and I think all the way to Mars. Like the energy equivalent to right. travel 150 right. miles versus millions of miles. Right. Um, so if you think about it in solar, solar terms, like a solar system terms, it's the Uber to the airport, right? That's, that's about... And, and, as cool and amazing as the things that they're accomplishing yeah, are, yeah. it is literally just that first step into space, which is what is so exciting to me uh, personally about what space has to offer and deep space has to offer. I mean, what, what no one is even contemplating really at this point is how do you genuinely take that, that flight across the world, which would then be a, you know, a flight to Mars or a flight to deep space. Um, and it's not like anything we did before. It's, it's more akin to... Um, taking a cruise liner from London to New York when steamships were the only mode of operation to cross the seas, right? Yeah, it was an experience yeah. you had for weeks at a time. So it's, um, so it's really a level setting of, of what your understandings are and where you want to be. Because again, deep space is very far. Getting yeah, an Uber ride, yeah. getting an Uber ride. I don't want to take an Uber all the way to London. Right? <laughs> sure. right, <laughs> it's going to be right. really difficult and hard yeah. to swim. Yeah, totally. Point. So that's a little bit of context. So I know, you know, we're high performance CEO of the podcast. We're, we're definitely going to get to some, some good stuff and, and, and how you're building out your company. But man, my natural curiosity is just, just killing me on this. So, so first of all, is, is anyone else doing this? Is anyone else taking this to the levels you are? Not enough. not enough. Not enough. Absolutely not enough. Um, one thing people don't realize, and this is, we're, we're literally building yeah. an event right now to bring more people into space um, wow. through, through Nebula Media. Yeah. That space, we have like education stuff that's, that's coming out for the yeah. broader audience. Okay. We have a super exclusive event we're building um, for executives and people in transition. And the purpose is because not enough people are doing it. And what I don't think people get is the opportunity, mm. the leverage you get from space. Let's use that word, leverage you get from space. 
Mm. I'll give you a real example. So my telecom background, real estate background, Mob Bell built 5 million sticks of wood, telephone poles to connect the United States. It took them a hundred years to build 5 million telephone poles. Right, right, right. Then in the 80s, you had cell towers. And over 40 plus years, it took uh, that much time to build 500,000 cell towers to connect just the United States. Five million to 500,000. That's an order of magnitude less infrastructure, but an order of magnitude more capability. Hundreds of billions of dollars. Right now, Starlink is out of SpaceX. They're putting up, and and several others, Kuiper, OneWeb, there's a bunch of different companies. They're putting Uh up on the order of 50,000 satellites. Right, just a ton of them. So the space industry is like, oh my God, 50,000 satellites. In comparison, there's only been prior to SpaceX, like 3,000 satellites. So to go to 50,000 is understandably a, you know, holy crap moment. But it's a disruptor. Huge disruptor. But think about what I just said. Yeah. 5 million telephone poles, uh-huh, uh-huh. 500,000 cell towers, 50,000 satellites. That is a 100x right. right. decrease. Right. Here's the most significant thing. That 50,000 satellites is the whole world, not just the United States. So it's not just 100 times better. It's 1,000 times better. Yeah. And they're doing it for a few billion, single digit billion dollars, and in a decade, because they're leveraging space. I don't think a lot of people mm-hmm. comprehend mm-hmm. how going to space allows you to leverage your impacts globally more than anything else I'm aware of. I, mm. I, I'm obviously biased, but I actively searched for ways to leverage and make impact. Um, and this was the thing I came back with. Space wow. is that. We don't have enough people that realize that. We don't have enough people working on these problems. doesn't matter if it's water, if it's food, if it's health, you can yeah. do it better by leveraging space. Wow. So, so I, I love, I love the vision, right. For providing humans with access to deep space and, and infinite resources. What are some of the, when you think about this vision, are there any other tangibles that go along with it, Michael, like um, any uh, milestones or when this is complete uh, 10 years from now or 20 years from now, this is what's going to be in place, right? Anything that, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what we're doing, what, but the first company we started was taking terrestrial grade computing hardware and putting that in space. Uh, space is not kind to electronics, like at all. Radiation kills it. A thermal, uh, okay. it's, it's, okay. uh, it's an oven. It's really difficult. Right, right. So that's the first thing. It's like we, we tackled that because, in my opinion, I have some frameworks. Yeah. Energy is the wave that rises all boats. You could sure. have. Absolutely. You could have the coolest, best technology in the middle of anywhere, the best hospital, all that stuff. If it doesn't have power, it's a bunch yeah. of metal and plastic. And it's right. Useless. Totally. The power is the first thing. But when I assessed where space was at, there's a lot of really cool tech happening in, in Gen 1 and Gen 2 for, for nuclear technology in space, for solar technology in space. Just like when we talk about Musk, he's creating access. I don't need to focus on that. Right. So we focused on what I think is the next big leverage opportunity, um, which is computing processing. There isn't an industry on the planet today that isn't accelerated because it has processing like AI, machine learning, or things like that, and communication capability. So looking at that, then I go back to space. All right, what's happening in space? It's the butt of a joke if you think about computing and comms in space today. Sure, sure. So that's why we started assessing that problem. Here's a massive leverage opportunity with space and computing. And no one was doing it. So that's the first company we started. Uh, and we're actually launching on the ISS, proving out the IP um, today with cutting edge edge servers from the ground, popping them into our box and putting it up there. So uh, when you look at solving that problem, 
once once you have the hardware, going to, directly to your question, once you have the mm. hardware, the next question is, well, what would you do with that type of hardware? Um, mm. and, and a conversation I just had, it's like, imagine having a bunch of apps, but you don't have an iPhone, right? Mm. You, you have the ability, like for instance, we had music apps. There were apps on like the Palm Pilot and some people may yeah. remember these things. <laughs> um, you had these apps, but they Old were school. clunky and they were right. difficult. Right. And it wasn't until the iPhone brought a platform together in which you could have convenience for those things. So mm -hmm. space um, and a lot of things in space are at the stage where there are consistent, cool tech, but it's difficult to access. They're kind and of fragmented. They're fragmented and they weren't, they were mission built. So mm -hmm. I built an app to do this one thing and mm -hmm. all the things that allow that app to run wouldn't let you run anything else. So it's not a yeah. platform. It's very mission specific. So, you know, if you're trying to, um, I just got off the phone with somebody who's very deep into, uh, you know, solving wildfires, wildfires, mm -hmm. you know, cause in California alone, $5 billion of property damage, like 20 in 2021, right. one right, year, right. one state, $5 billion of, of property damage. And no one's really addressing the problem. The, addre and the addressing the problem, like most, becomes highly leveraged by going to space. You can do it in a different way. But what, what you have to do, because the way space is built and space infrastructure is built, you have to build everything all at once. So mm. the way you and I are communicating right now, I didn't, I didn't build a power station. I didn't build a data center. I didn't build a cell tower or the fiber optic cable to then yeah. have this conversation. Yeah. All of that infrastructure exists. That platform exists. The iPhone, right. so to speak, existed. Right, right, right. So when I think about the vision of space, it's like we're at yeah. the stage now, which is a huge opportunity for most people, where you can start creating those platforms and you can start pulling some of this infrastructure together that allows you not to do the one specific thing, but to do that among many, many others. Wow. So when you talk about milestones, everything we're doing is, is, is circular. The event that I talked about, media um, and bringing more people into the industry, we've got these other companies, all of these things um, come back and support what we're, what we're working on. Awesome. Awesome. And, and I just, I, I want to reiterate and just kind of bring back the, the, the thing that you started with was, look, you have to start with a vision. And, and the fact that you have no background in this, absolutely none. You're not an engineer. You didn't have any background in this telecom, real estate, you know, that that's your background, finance. And you're like, dude, this, this is not working. I want a better life for my child and, and I'm going to create it. That is insane, dude. It, you know, it sounds glorious that I had a finance background. I didn't even have that. What I really had oh. was, was passion uh -huh. and an ability to learn and figure it out. That was, yeah. that was it. That's all I brought to the table. And yeah. for all the leaders out there, that's actually all you need. Um, and you, you got to keep driving it down. One, one, one uh, quote that has helped me tremendously is an Einstein quote, which is, uh -huh. Provide all of. Uh, sorry, that was my. That was me. Um, to live the life. Oh, that was my quote. <laughs> yeah, no, my um, Einstein said, uh, "The life you, the quality of the life you live is determined by the quality of the quality of life you live is determined by the quality of questions you ask." Mm. And then he had another quote: "If I had an hour to solve a problem, I'd, I'd spend fifty-five minutes right. the right question to ask." Right. So if you're out there, just ask good questions, and then ask better questions. And if you get a good answer, learn from that, incorporate that, ask a better question. Uh, and that is literally the path I've been on for years to find these world-class people um, and asking better questions and uh, around that vision, how do you accomplish that vision? 
So, so you started with the vision and, and that has been what's key to really allowed you to attract the top talent. Is that, is that kind of yeah. alluding to what that, okay. Every, everybody wants to be a part of something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, geez, you know, I think there was a statistic. It was like um, just here last year, like 88% of millennials want to work for somebody, want to work for a company that is involved in solving one of the major problems of the human race. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're solving, you know, Hey, this is the deep, deep seated, deep rooted. This is, it doesn't get any more, uh, I want you to say existential than this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very cool, man. Um, awesome. So, so you said uh, the next milestone for your company, you said the payload, uh, launched off the ISS this year. I know you kind of t- just touched on it a little bit. Tell, tell us more about that. What's going on with that project. Uh, so we'll be launching, uh, launch is scheduled for October this year. And that's, that's kind of the first piece. Uh, and then it's again, going back to leadership, it's all about not just your, your team. So I started, yeah. I started all this with advisors. Advisors yeah. is a relatively low ask for a young leader. Um, or, or an aspiring leader, an advisor is, is someone who isn't committing almost, you know, anything substantial to you. And what I found is most people that have success are happy, like genuinely happy and Mm. fulfilled by sharing lessons that they have. Okay. So I was able to get to a, a, again, a world-class team of people that I still, to this day, pinch myself that these guys even listened to me, um, or gave me the time of day. Uh, but I also believe that the answer is always no, if you never ask. So I'm always willing to ask. There it is. <laughs> Love that quote. Um, so the, the advisor is where I started. One of my advisors is now my co-founder. So he started as an advisor, then became an executive, and now he's a co-founder. Oh, cool. um, and then other advisors have, have helped in so many different ways. Yeah. So if you, if you bring it down, like your advisor team was an easy one, um, low, a low ask, the executives are a bigger ask, right? You're, you're asking them to trade a lot more time to jump on your vision. So sure. your vision better be big and probably bigger than theirs. Yeah. Then, you know, when, when you asked me about the you know, Nebula Compute and this company and yeah. what we're doing with the ISS, you got to start now branching it out to who are the partners that we can bring in and mm. you know, how do we, how does this technology accelerate um, all, national security. How does it accelerate? You know, a big, big, you know, global company. How do we make them look good as well? So this mm. is—it's not at all. It, it may sound like Nebula is the center of the universe, but at the end of the day, we know that we're we're not right. We may right, be right. a center of the universe, but we're gonna—we're there to support our advisors, our executives, our customers, uh-huh. our partners, uh-huh. and we want everyone to to benefit as we go on this path. Oh, very cool, man. Very cool. Um, awesome. So a question I always like to ask is, is if you were going to hire a CEO to take the reins for your company, what's the one book that you'd require he or she read before taking over for you? The The recommendation I have is extremely specific to me and yeah. our vision. And that book was a, a, a recently published book by Daniel Suarez called Critical Mass. Okay. Uh, and it and it holds, it holds a vision uh, for the future that I think is is close to what we're working on accomplishing. Um, I actually had a lot of input um, to to that uh, in many conversations with Dan about it. Uh, and I, the reason I say that is because, you know, I think a CEO versus a COO or a president, a CEO is meant to carry the vision. You know, right. they're 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 meant to look six months and beyond and really figure out who should we be playing, how how is yeah. the field responding, that kind of thing. Yeah, they're flying high, absolutely. 
so they the vision is the first thing i mean you need to if you're all about you, you need the if you and i live because we have blood running through our veins revenue and profit are the, the blood for a business so you can't sure. do one without the other absolutely but I, I feel vision is is the first thing and once you have Love vision that. it's yeah. it's the ultimate filter ultimately I, I, I'm still grasping the fact that you had nothing to do with this industry and this is what you're doing, because I think this is, this is such an anomaly, right? Everybody does what they, they're, they're related to, or they grew up in plumbing, right? I'm going to become a plumber and then I, then I want a plumbing company. And, and the fact that you did this, this is so courageous, dude. I'm not trying to pump sunshine up your ass or anything. I just think it's like, dude, I'm, I'm commending you because it's just brother to brother. It's freaking awesome. And uh, it, absolute pleasure to have you on the show, man. I'd like to take a, just a few seconds and kind of summarize some of my key takeaways. Uh, number one, this vision thing. Like, yeah, I consult businesses all the time. And we always talk about vision. Where do you want to be and how important it is? But I can honestly say I've not talked to somebody where it is really paved the way for the company. Usually vision is something where people, they have a business, they're successful, they're going, and then they get to 100, 150, 200 people, and they're kind of coming, you know, they're kind of divided, they're not aligned, right? And then we have to kind of back up and create that vision. You started from the beginning with this grander vision, vision, excuse me, and, and that has paved the way for you to then, using that vision, you created your advisory board. And the Indian, and I have no doubt. I mean, it sounds like you brought in some real top guns in the industry. Well, um, I, I see your naval background, so you'll appreciate the yeah. fact that you know one of one of my advisors is an amazing three-star general. And nice. Out of a million and a half military personnel at any given time, yeah, only about 130 in the entire military make it to three-star general or, or actively three-star general. That is that is quantifiably the top one percent of the top one percent. Um, the fact that these people listen to me and are willing to support me is amazing. And we've got astronauts, we've got three, uh, three-star general, we've got former chief scientists of the ISS National Lab, International Space Station National Lab, um, active chief scientists of publicly traded space companies. I mean, it's, it's insane when you think about some yeah. of the people that support us. So yes, world-class for sure. Very cool. And I may, I have a, actually one of my fraternity brothers was on ISS in 2013. So if okay. you want another, another guy, I'd love to refer you. He's awesome. He was an F-14 pilot and then yep. got picked up for that. So, uh, yeah. So, so another couple of takeaways, it, the answer is always no, if you don't ask, I just, I wanted to capture that and throw it out there. So, so you built this advisory board and, and you brought on top people. And then from there, you built your executive and, and world-class uh, people. You surrounded yourself with people that are the experts, even though you're not the expert. It's all about really, there's a book out there. It's, it's called uh, who, not how, right? Cause that's conventionally, he's got it right there. I love it. I do. I do have that book. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah, man. And, and that was a big change for me too, because my whole life I've just been, I'm a nuclear engineer. I, I, I'll figure it out myself, you know? And then once you realize you're the epitome of who, not how, and uh, man, it was a pleasure having you on the show. I just, there's so much to be learned from what you've shared with us and what you're doing. Uh, let me ask you, Michael, if there was one takeaway that you'd really want the audience to absorb, what would that be, man? If you and I, if we, if we close our, if, if you and I and the listeners close our eyes and we think, we think ourselves across the world, wherever that may yeah. be for you, 
you know, if you think yourself across the world, whether it, across the world is a jungle or a sandy beach or whatever, mm. or then now take a step back. Now think yourself across the room, mm. across your room right now, the mm -hmm. chair or whatever that mm -hmm. may be. There. The amount of energy it took you to think yourself across the world is the mm. same amount of energy it took for you to think yourself across the room. Yeah. And that's what I think is missing. Mm. And when I talk about this huge vision, I just spent more time thinking about going across the world, going exponential versus going incremental. And the one thing yes, to your point about these companies you can sold, you know, they're looking at incremental approaches. This, that's one yeah. of the problems with space industry in general is it's incremental. Yeah. What I yeah. need to prove everything first before I can go further and going leaps and bounds is, is difficult from, from some people's perspective. But if you start with the energy, the thinking behind it, mm. it isn't, it is literally not harder to think yourself across the world as it is to think yourself across the room. Yeah. So that would be the takeaway. Think yourself across the, the solar system. Yeah, man. That's that's very powerful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Michael, if any of our listeners want to reach out and uh, get a hold of you, perhaps join your team, become somehow part of a part of your vision and mission, or just have questions uh, for leadership uh, from the show today, uh, how could they do that? So for consuming content, I would go to nebulamedia.space. Um, we've got a, a ton of great content already there and more cool. coming, um, again, trying to arm the world with what they need to get active in space. To yeah. learn more about our companies, you can go to nebulaincorporated.com. Yep. Uh, that'll have the, the general company um, and all the other companies underneath of it. If you're an executive looking to transition into space, you can go to spaceleaderssummit.com. Uh, and then for me personally, go to michaelbloxton.com. And it's awesome. All of those things exist because of the team. Going back to the point about yeah. I'm, I'm not the one that's capable of executing and building right, right. websites and stuff like that. Uh, having the team that's inspired and capable, uh, it, it's because of that vision that I have these amazing people, specifically Ashley, who I know is listening here. Yes. Awesome. Uh, Michael, again, thanks for being on the show, man. Very inspirational. And uh, you really have reset the stage for the importance of vision and, and, and how critical that is to, to, you know, just don't limit yourself. Don't be incremental, go for the gold, man. And that, yeah. so, so thank you for that. That was fantastic uh, for the audience. Please hit the like and subscribe button. Help us spread the word about what we're doing here, how we're helping the next generation of our leaders and managers and CEOs do that much better of a job and be that much more successful out there with that again. Uh, thanks, Michael. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to another episode of the High Performance CEO Podcast with your host, Patrick Rogers. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out our main website at patrickvrogers.com for much more valuable information and free resources.